What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 97 of the Lombard Trucking Show. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, got a lot of great immediate feedback from uh, the previous episode talking with James Year. Very interesting conversation in that one. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, definitely take some time. I know it's a long one, but when you start going down the rabbit holes of autonomous and all, all of what that has to offer, it, you can't stop. That's why, and we mentioned it's called the 500-pound gorilla in the room because that's the, the issue that we're dealing with. It's something that's in the room that nobody's really talking about, uh, and it involves everybody. Uh, and there's a lot of people coming into the industry who might not see it. There's a lot of people coming who are in the industry rooting for it who are not seeing possibly some of the implications. So definitely check it out. Uh, this episode got a phenomenal guest on here. Him and I linked up uh, some months ago. We had a great conversation on the phone. He's a Kansas City man, and you know we're we're big Kansas City respecters at the Lombard Trucking Show. We love we love KC. We love the hospitality that that city has to offer. This is a gentleman who comes to, with some storied experience in the logistics world. Uh, I admire what he's been doing. What he's been doing. I admire what he's currently doing and what he's got coming up. So without any further delay, I want to bring him right onto the show, Mr. Nathaniel Ebel. What's up, man? Good morning, Mike. How you doing, man? I can't complain, man. I just just got back from the gym. That's why I needed that wardrobe change before we got rolling. Yeah, I can understand, man. Well, hey, listen, appreciate the the shout out for Kansas City, uh, born and raised. Uh, really, all we've got is good barbecue and the Chiefs. So I can't uh, I can't uh, brag too much on us, but those are our, our specialties. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I was up there for the CDLLife.com summit, and that was my first time. Well, I've been to a Royals game before, and, you know, you have some some storied history with the Royals. Yep. Uh, you know, not, not not you know, they won a championship not too long ago. But, you know, we went out to – I'm not sure what that area is called where they have uh, hot country nights. Where Where is – Oh, yeah. Um, gosh. It's where PBR is, and you yeah. got – there's like a whole square up there. Power and light. Yeah, power and light district. Yeah, it's a that's a pretty cool setup. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It was it was fun. It's a good time. Although I did hear a couple of residents told me that Kansas City's the number one like worst city for dating. I can't speak to that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, but maybe that's maybe that's one man's opinion. But I, I would not put it past that. <laughs> yeah, that's just I don't know. That's a stat somebody told me. It's uh, some article said it online, but yeah, that's probably a story for for a different day. But um, yeah, man. So let's uh, you know, I, I'd I'd love to hear your story. So yeah, let's like, start from the top, man. Wait, you're you're born and raised KC. You know what? Uh, walk us up from day one of when you were born to day now. <laughs> well, appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah. Kansas city guy, Midwest guy, uh, born and raised in the area. Um, went to school in the area, played college football, just an hour and a half North of where I'm, where we live now. Um, really myself, my family, my wife and her family been in the area, uh, from day one, so to say, but yeah, I got, got into the real estate industry for just a few years right out of school. Um, kind of shifted gears and really since then, so almost for the last 15 years, I've been in the freight and logistics world, uh, a couple different capacities there, but yeah, just a Midwest guy, man, Mid Midwest values, you know, kind of the whole thing you'd expect. So, so college football guy, feel free to brag. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Northwest Missouri state, kind of a smaller D2 school, uh, Maryville, Missouri, but, uh, yeah, man, had a good time playing up there played for a couple of years. Good experience. What, what position though? I played quarterback. 
Oh, okay. Come on, man. You got to brag about that. You quarterback. So you've been, it says it right in your LinkedIn entrepreneurial spirit. It takes a different kind of brain to be a quarterback. So it's, it looks like it's, you, you were born with it, not trained. Well, I guess you could say that, man, but uh, did, did a lot of, did a lot of backup work. Don't, don't, uh, don't claim to be the starter ever, but uh, had a good experience. Nonetheless, man, it was a lot of fun up there. Oh, that's awesome. So you, you, so you graduate school, you, you decided to get, did you go to school for, for business? I'm, I'm assuming. You know, I, I, I didn't originally, it ended up turning into that. Uh, just kind of shifted gears about halfway through, ended up going down the business path. Um, always wanted to be, you know, kind of an entrepreneur, business owner, always kind of had that drive, that ambition, kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit, so to say. Um, and when I got done with school, man, I had no, I honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I actually kind of kicked around a handful of ideas, knew I didn't want to go to the corporate route. Uh, so like I said before, kind of went down the real estate path, like a lot of folks do, uh, did that for a few years and realized, you know, wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. Um, and then had some good introductions and it's kind of a friend of a friend, actually, that's when they kind of got me involved in the, in the freight industry back in, uh, well, well over a decade ago now. And, and it's just been off to the races ever since. It's the only thing that's kind of held my attention and really kind of, consumed what I've done professionally for the for the last decade plus. So no, that's awesome. That's what yeah, once you get a taste of like freight and logistics, it's hard to it's kind of hard to leave. So where'd you yeah, where'd you get your startup? What was your first gig? Yeah. So yeah, so I started uh with Universal Truckload, uh big outfit out of Michigan. Uh really I started out just dispatching company trucks, asset trucks, you know, flatbed, uh mostly flatbed, a little bit of dry van work. Uh, but worked with them uh, on their on their asset side. Had a had a couple hundred drivers that I you know that I worked with over that couple year span, and that's how I kind of learned the industry was just working with drivers, working you know on the day to day, you know filling trucks and and moving guys from A to B, and and really just kind of learned the industry for a few years. Um, very appreciative of that. I you know I learned a lot, made a lot of really good connections and relationships. Um, I, I think I learned a lot of what the drivers have to deal with and, and the, you know, the pros and the cons of all that. And then, you know, kind of shifted gears, got out of that and, and, and started up working with and helping run a, a brokerage, just a straight 3PL brokerage. Um, did that for a long time as well. And then, uh, you know, kind of shifted into the agency model, if you will, uh, from the brokerage standpoint. Um, and then, like I said, man, kind of shifted gears, wanted to, wanted to get more on the, um, not the tech side, so to say, but wanted to kind of get out of the brokerage game and get into uh, more of a model that can really be helpful for all pieces of the industry, uh, the, the brokers, the carriers, and the shippers, and not just one. So. No, that's awesome. It, I, I actually, that, that career path is, is interesting because, you know, you talk to a lot of drivers, especially owner operators, and, you know, there's always this disdain for, for brokers in, in a lot yeah. of ways, especially recently. And, you know, they, you know, they'll say, you know, before somebody should be a broker, you know, they should, they should drive the truck. They should know what it takes. But the thing is, I mean, the, the truth is, you know, that's a, that's kind of a false hope to, to wish that. Cause you know, you shouldn't, you know, there's like, people think that way militarily. They're like, oh, you should be enlisted before you be an officer. And in some ways that makes sense. But like in the logistics world, I actually agree with the way you did it with you. You first worked in dispatching with trucks, which got you. Yeah, as close as you could to getting behind the wheel and truly getting that empathetic sense of, you know, the 
backbone of the transportation industry uh, from that point, which probably, you know, uh, trained you. And I would say probably made you better equipped to enter the brokerage world, you know, because at that point you, you had skin in the game. You knew the skin in the game. You weren't going into it with a pure sales mindset. So that's it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's, man. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I'll say this too, man, just to add to that, like I actually really appreciate and value the, the several years that I was working directly with the drivers because honestly, like, it opened my eyes a little bit. And I think, I think most people, just the general public, I think most people don't really understand or really recognize um, the, let's call it what it is, the crap that a lot of drivers have to go through on the day to day. And uh, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there on the road. You know uh, we all know what they are, you know, being away from family for long periods of time, you know, having to deal with the, you know, weather conditions and economic conditions. And I mean, there's so many, the list goes on and on and on. Um, you know, bad rates. I mean, you know, high cost of operations. I mean, the list goes on. But, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that I have that background uh, and, and you know, I've spoke to probably thousands of drivers over the years at this point, uh, because I think I do bring a little bit of a better perspective uh, to the table. And, and like you said, when I entered into the brokerage game, I had that perspective on both sides. So I, I knew the, the, the driver, the trucking side. But then whenever I kind of went after the shipper and kind of the more of the customer facing side, I could relate both ways. So I kind of understood the game holistically and not just one part of it. And I think I think um, I think that really kind of gave me a little bit of an edge up. And that's, you know, looking back on it, I think that's why I, I did very well, succeeded at a really high level on the brokerage side, too. So. Yeah. And I'd almost go as far to say with what you've got going on that we're about to discuss with Freight Validate. Because I've never heard of a broke, I've never heard of anybody who's become a freight broker. Most most people who become brokers, essentially, that their career path, you know, they start at large brokerages where they have some high churn and burn, like at the large ones, like you know, whether it be CH Robinson or TQL, wh- wherever they may go. And I, I understand that, but I don't think anybody who's a broker, I don't see them going to work for a motor carrier as a dispatcher or going to work for a motor carrier in their safety department or HR. What, You still there? Yeah, I'm here. My my Siri kicked on. So uh, for some reason, the Siri on this computer kicked on and it uh, kicked out my sound. Where, where did I leave off? Uh, you were just mentioning that uh, likely most brokers are not going to go work for an, a motor carrier. It's usually the opposite, but most uh, most brokers don't go down that path. Yeah, like a broker is never going to be like, oh, you know what? I don't really like this job. I'm going to go get a job with a, with a motor carrier. Like normally I feel like they'd be turned off, either turned off by the industry or in they and they'd bail. But like when you get, when you become a dispatch, when you work for a carrier, I think that can skyrocket you to other parts of the industry. You can either learn to be a mechanic, work for safety, um, get your CDL work. There's a lot of different, you know, it's not just, you know, and I, I had talked about this in Kansas City when I went to that summit is a lot of people think that when you get into transportation, you have to like pick one career and, and stick with that. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, and I talked about this with Jamie Hagan as well from Hellbent Express of, hey, yeah, you know, you, about how drivers are more than just drivers. You can always get out of the truck. You can come and do this job for a certain amount of years and then go back to it. Like there's a that's what I think the most beautiful part about the supply chain. But your career path, especially, I think you don't go this route. 
you know, you might not be where you're at now. If you started out a brokerage, you might have stuck with building your own brokerage because you've got the spirit for it. You got the connections. You know, you've uh, you've definitely got the the high speed mentality and attitude. You could have just stuck with the brokerage things. But now, since you've discovered, you know, kind of full, you know, 360 of the industry. Now you've moved on to something that is going to really, really help change the game in the industry. Yeah, we 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 absolutely think it's going to, um, you know, with Freight Validate, kind of kind of give you a little bit of backstory on it. I think it'll help set up the rest of this conversation. But um, just to give a little context, um, Freight Validate was actually the original idea and kind of the concept was was actually just birthed about five or six months ago. Um, a gentleman by the name of Dale Prax, uh, a, a guy who I've uh, been been introduced to and, and had the pleasure to really get to know and 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 uh, really become really fond of, uh, started this idea just about five or six months ago, and it was with the idea of and, and let me say this: Dale has over thirty years of experience in the freight industry, so he doesn't come from you know, any other background other than he knows the industry, the ins and the outs, uh, been incredibly successful in the industry. In my opinion, he's kind of one of the pillars, one of the good guys, one of the pillars in this industry and has been for a long time. But handful of months ago, he started the idea after talking to um, some different folks, both brokers and carriers. He, he started the idea of Freight Validate with the idea that we want to build something that's going to uh, – unite the industry it's not gonna it's not gonna push one category over here further it's not gonna divide it's not gonna be um it's not gonna it's not gonna further divide because it already is it's not gonna further divide the industry so brokers carriers and shippers in mind he created the idea of freight validate to help fight double brokering freight fraud identity theft and some of the other major issues that's that's been uh, going on for the last handful of years, and that was a handful of months ago. Uh, he built out just a little website to kind of kind of start it, and since then I've came on board with them. Really excited about that. But we we've done beta testing over the last uh, three to four months, and we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of both carriers and brokers sign up, put it through put it through its paces, and. And, and for us, we've just seen just an unbelievable amount of support. We've seen an unbelievable amount of interest in what we're getting ready to launch. And the beta testing has gone really, really well. Um, not only can a company broker or carrier see if they are validated, but, they, uh, but when we launch here in just under two weeks, they're going to be able to see a whole lot more than that. And so, um, again, it, it, it was kind of an idea. It's really grown and scaled. And then, like you, like we said, man, here in about two weeks, we're going to be launching Freight Validate 2.0 and uh, really take it to market, really launch it to the public. And, uh, and again, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a way for companies, not just brokers, by the way, but carriers alike, and we have a shipper piece coming down the line, uh, but for brokers and carriers alike to be able to go in and, uh, and, and see if a company that they're going to be doing business with is validated. And let me say this too, what we mean by validated is factual information, not opinions, not subjective, um, 
you know, rhetoric, not, not, uh, not, you know, algorithms that are putting out, you know, well, maybe this ranks higher than this because it's my opinion on what might, you know, that we're not getting, we're not giving scorecards to brokers or carriers saying, you know, you might be okay. You're kind of medium grade. Okay. You're, you know, you're not great. We're not doing that. We're just saying, here are the facts. We're pushing out the facts, not opinions. This is a validated carrier or broker. This is not. And it's just that simple. There, there's just been too much gray area in the industry for a long time. As long as I've been around, um, there's just been too much gray area. There needs to be some, some, uh, some, some yes or no. There needs to be some uh, right or wrong. There needs to be some validated or not. And so that's what we're really, really excited about, man. We're doing some different tech pieces we can talk about here in a minute, but we're doing some things very different than some of the other players in the game right now. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a massive success for both carriers and brokers. No, this, this does sound interesting. And I, just so I know what, uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, so that way, you know, we get it, we get the good story out there because people have issues. <clears throat> carriers have issues with things like carrier 411, which yep. seem, which seems to be, you know, I, I guess you could say a, a subjective model, Yep. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, so people have problems with that. This opens it up for both sides of the industry. What yes. is the va- what is the validation process look like? So, say I'm I'm Lombard Trucking. I own five trucks. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm inter- You know, I'm listening to this podcast. I hear this. What does the validation process look like? Yeah, it's a good question. So, <clears throat> we want to make this as as seamless and smooth as possible. Excuse me <clears throat> on the on the validation process, whether it be a broker or, or a carrier, right? So, in your example. Uh, whether well, whether it's a broker or carrier, all they do is go to freightvalidate.com. They follow the the few simple steps, and we have we have three different categories of validation, right? And without going into every single detail about all of them, it really, just to put it simply, is the first category starts with uh, with facial recognition. So we basically have somebody take a picture of the front and the back of their license. They take a quick selfie. Our technology, which we can go into in here in a little bit, uh, basically recognizes, is that the same person or not? Okay. Pretty simple. I actually, uh, I actually have a, a pretty interesting kind of a funny story with that. I had to rent a, a, a car down in Florida, went down to Florida, uh, vacation with the family, even just to rent a car. I actually had to do that exact same process front and back of license selfie. Uh, it, it's, you need to know who you're doing business with. And unfortunately in today's world, uh, you know, just saying, Hey, I'm Nathaniel or Hey, I'm Mike doesn't really do it anymore. Right. So you got to know who you're doing business with. So that's kind of step one. Step two is really validating the the criteria on the business itself. So our technology uh, goes through uh, about a, a little over 50 different data points on validating. It, does the company actually line up? Is the owner of this company, the actual owner of this company, X, Y, and Z. There's a little over 50 different data points that we touch on and make sure everything is actually accurate, right? We do pull data from uh, the FMCSA. We pull data from uh, about a dozen different sources, okay? So it's not just one uh, because you can lie on your application. You can do different things. So we pull a lot of different data from different sources, okay? And then the last piece is just validating the actual person, their background. Uh, you know, are, are they who they say they are? Like the, the first piece I mentioned, but are they in bankruptcy? Uh, have they ever had any money laundering type issues? You know, some different things like that as far as personal background as well. Um, 
and then if you go through the, that process and you check all the boxes and 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 you line up and everything matches you get a green check mark you're validated and on a daily basis our system and our platform is monitoring that so if there's changes to a company if there's changes to uh, something that becomes an issue and is and is not compliant and is not legal, you don't stay validated forever. And our system tracks that and follows that on a daily basis. We're we're checking for both brokers and carriers, uh, so so it can be true, real time, up to date, accurate, factual data. No, that's awesome. That with that actually leads me right into this. You answered one of my questions, which was, you know, how do you maintain your, your verified status? So, so the so the or validated status. So there is a you have to yeah you can't just prop yourself up, get the check mark, and then you're crystal clear. You need to continue to be a a, a a business operating with integrity to keep your validation. Now, what I'm worried about is, so because I'm looking you 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 want carriers and brokers to sign up. Now, are you? Is Freight Validate actively working? Because people aren't necessarily going to, you're not creating a load board. So no, my, no. my question is basically via the DAT, Truck Smarter, Truck Stop, are, are you working with any load boards? So that way there's a Freight Validate that shows up on these load boards. Like if I'm looking, if I'm browsing a load board, I can see, oh, you know, th- this brokerage, oh, they're, they're validated. Yeah, it, great question. And the simple answer is yes. And here in just a couple of weeks, when we officially launch, uh, there'll be some massive rollouts, some massive partnerships uh, announced. Uh, but yeah, whether it be a load board, whether it be a factoring company, whether it be an insurance company, um, a shipper, I mean, you name it, just about every piece of the industry, uh, it may not happen day one, but over, over a little bit of time here, you're going to start to see that green check mark that says freight validated a lot of different places. And so whether to your point, whether it be a load board um, or a brokerage, if they have that green check mark that says freight validated, a carrier should have utmost confidence in that they've gone through a pretty extensive validation process. That's a good company that I can work with and I can trust. And, you know, that's, that's actually one of the things I was going to mention at some point here, probably good timing now is, um, when, when a, a carrier wants to do business with a broker, you know, they, they, they see loads out there. They want to do business with that broker. <clears throat> they should have confidence that they're doing business with a good company. Now, the problem is that carriers and brokers alike have had just a bad reputation over the years. I mean, there's, you know, over the last probably 10 to 15 years, it, it's not gotten really better. And in fact, in a lot of ways, it's kind of gotten worse of I don't want to do business with them because I feel like I'm going to get screwed. I feel like I'm going to either A, get double brokered. I'm not going to get paid on time. I'm going to have my loads, you know, just all over the place. I'm going to get canceled last minute. I mean, you name it. There, there's, there's been some stigma over, over both pieces of the industry. Now, what Freight Validated wants to do is come in and say, listen, we understand that because we've been in the game for a long time. Dale and I's combined experience is almost 50 years in the industry, Okay. So we kind of understand it pretty well, I think. But what we want to do is come in and say, listen, Mr. Carrier or Mr. Broker, hey, if you see that green check mark next to their company name or on the bottom of their email signature or on the load boards or wherever it may be, you can trust that that's going to be a good company because they've gone through such a vetting process, so to say, to get validated. And 
we don't see, and, and, and again, we've had a lot of discussions on this internally, but also with a lot of brokers and carriers, there should not be a reason why a good quality broker or carrier that is doing business legally, compliant, and doing things the right way, there should not be a reason why they would not want to get validated because that's going to show to the other parts of the industry, we're a good company. And unfortunately, in today's world, just saying, hey, I'm compliant and hey, I'm good, you can trust me, it just simply isn't enough. And we've been seeing that year over year over year. Uh, that's why we have some of these issues that we have today that we're addressing. Yeah, we've, we've covered it a lot on this show, actually, about how it's, it's really <clears throat> this industry, like any, is not indifferent from any other business where it, it involves building relationships. Yep. And it's very difficult, but it's, I'd say it's, it's harder to build relationships in transportation because if you're a motor carrier, you're not doing business with people in your local community so much as if you're over the road, if yep. for the most part, most, most guys I know, and most carriers and, you know, myself, I was an independent contractor, work, you know, booking loads off a load work going all over the country. So to a lot of times when it comes to sales and in other industries, whether you're selling a product, a lot of times the like if I'm selling a product, a sales guy will send somebody to a business in a city and they establish a relationship with somebody face to face. This industry doesn't have face to face interactions to build those relationships. It's mainly done by phone and it's been by phone, you know, since since the 80s. So it's been, been, become difficult to build relationships. I think that the people who succeeded post deregulation in the trucking world succeeded based off. I don't think, you know. And I, I'm stealing this from my friends at Blue Ribbon Logistics. And motor carriers never failed because they did could because they took too many pull ups to back into a dock. Nobody ever, no trucking company failed because they grinded a gear. You know, a, a, a motor carrier fails when they, you know, if they're not, you know, basically looking at their P and Ls and building relationships with people. So when it comes to, and I'm just, you know, looking at this from the, I look at it, you know this thing from the opinion of the motor carrier i think what's crazy is technology i think over the past because that's the thing fraud was able to ease more easily into the industry because the technology was the gateway with yep. the with load boards and stuff like that and i'm not saying that the load boards are, are a bad thing and i know that i kind of sometimes uh, bad mouth tech on the show sometimes sure. you know definitely these like apps like truck smarter and the load boards have definitely made it i think it's definitely made the barrier to entry for people to start businesses a little bit better, just like it has for people who want to sell t-shirts or please advise hats. It's very easy now to, to manufacture a hat. What I think is the obstacle now with motor carriers with freight validate is carriers are going to say, I, I, I shouldn't have to prove myself in this. I've been driving for 30 years. Yep. And, you know, now I have to pay for this. So I'm, I'm curious, you're kind of the, cause you're taking it to market and yep. you don't you don't have to give the inside baseball or any trade secrets, but I'm I'm curious <laughs> on on your marketing strategy to carriers who are going to be like, ah man, you know, I've been driving I've been driving a truck for 30 years, I've got th this much experience, and I you're going to tell me I need to either pay or prove myself that uh that you know to work with a broker who could be some 25 year old. I'm just throwing this out there, and I'm just curious, yeah. you know, because these 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 are challenges I think you're going to face. Sure. Um, uh, and, and I'm just seeing how you're going to, I, like I said, if I'm a carrier and I'm having a conversation with a guy like you, but that's just me. I, you, you, you and I have had multiple conversations. We've built a relationship, you know, but now you're taking this to market and you personally can't talk to every carrier on the phone and, and sure. have the conversation. But so I'm just curious, you know, 
seeing where you're going to market with it. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and to your point, just from a moment ago, as far as technology, uh, you know, playing much more of a role over the last five to 10 years in the industry. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, there's so many different pieces of this industry now. And, you know, I'll just talk specifically about our piece of the industry when it comes to technology. You know, th there's really been just a few um, uh, companies that have really kind of uh, become uh, well-known or really become players in, in the fraud double brokering piece over the last couple of years. Um, but it's interesting and, and truckstop.com actually just put out a stat here recently that over the last five years, freight fraud has actually grown over 400%. That's over the last four, like, I think it's five years until now. And so, so the way that we've looked at this, uh, Freight Validate has looked at, at this is, okay, so some of these other players have been around for a year, two years, you know, kind of in that range. But in the same time frame, freight fraud has actually grown close to 400%. So clearly there are, are, are some, some holes in those programs and there's some, some missing pieces uh, to, to some of that technology out there. And, and so we think at Freight Validate, we're gonna really kind of fill, uh, fill the gap and really kind of do some things differently. That's gonna, uh, again, it's not gonna be based on opinion or, or anything subjective. It's gonna be based on facts. Uh, so we think the piece of the technology that we're bringing to the table, uh, not only is it different, uh, we think it's going to be a lot more effective in catching these fraud, uh, these fraudsters, these bad, these bad actors, so to say. Right. So to your point, though, yeah, I can't talk to every driver out there. Uh, wish I could uh, be some really great conversation. Would love to. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we're at a place in time, not only in this industry, but really just in life. I hate to say where you do kind of have to prove yourself as one of the good guys. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. You know, everybody has their own uh, opinions. Um, but to your to your example of the maybe the driver who's been around for 30 years, maybe he is one of the really good guys. Has always been, you know, above par. You know, has has really just done business and done done the right things. He's gonna probably say, "Why should I have to get validated?" You know, I've been one of the good guys. You know, look at my track record. Problem with that is, so's the so's the fraudster. So is, the, so is the bad actor who's going to say, well, I'm good too, right? Why should I have to prove myself? They're going to say the exact same thing. Why would they not? And the validation process is just going to prove one way or the other. The guys who are doing good business and are fully compliant and legal, they should have no objection. The guys who are not compliant and they know that they're doing bad business and, and, and not legal, they're probably not even going to try to sign up for Freight Validate because they know they're not going to make it through the process. So we're, uh, we're, and again, we're just coming from a very factual, hey, here's the law, here's what, here's the rules. Yes or no, are you or aren't you? And, and, and that's where, that's again, that's where we're eliminating the gray area. No, I, I'm inclined to agree with that mainly because yes, I, I've met with several, like, and I've said his name on the show before, but Jamie Hagan from Hellbent Express, he's a phenomenal human being. Do I personally think, he needs to prove his worth as a, as a, as a very honest and successful motor carrier. Absolutely not. His track record shows for it, but you know, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be one of the first guys to validate himself because he beat, because he's ready. And I, yeah. And 
to, to your point, I, I think for the most part, I think it's probably a, a smaller number of carriers who are going to be like, I shouldn't have to do this. But sure. I think for the most part, the guys who do care are just are at the point where they're just as fed up with fraud. I don't know how many Facebook groups I'm in where the, it's it's day in and day out. They've talked about loads being double brokered, brokers talking about their loads being double brokered. Oh, I mean, yeah. even my even myself, I've gotten I went I got into an entire TikTok beef with somebody who's been double brokered. And to your point, this is yeah. it's actually hilarious that you mentioned yeah. that stat that the fraud has gone up by 400 percent, because when you look at it, when you take out the fact that it's fraud and you look at the gro- like 400 percent growth over four years, like these guys are winning. And yeah. and just recently, actually, the the gentleman who I was arguing with on TikTok, who willingly admitted he was a double broker. Uh, he was he just recently appeared on a on a show that has like four million subscribers on YouTube talking about his success in the trucking industry. And I'm like, that's what 400 percent growth looks like over four years. Well, it, it, it is, man. And it's funny you say that. I, I think I know who you're talking about, but it's uh, I mean, it's everywhere. And, and you know, our our I guess you can say our unofficial tagline is, you know, fraud starts with fraud but it ends with freight validate. And, you know, one of our missions uh, is to just, is just to, to put ourselves and the industry carriers and brokers in a position where we can stop it before it really starts. Because when, when it doesn't matter if it's a broker or a carrier, um, if there's some bad actors out there, a lot of times they're, they're fairly intelligent people. A lot of times they, they know what they're doing. A lot of times they, they, they know those little loopholes and those little nuances to be able to kind of get their foot in the door. And once their foot is in the door, truly, it makes it really hard to stop them. And it really does. It makes it, you know, they, they kind of run rampant. And, you know, a lot of times these, these bad actors have multiple MC numbers that they can just say, oh, well, they're on to me on this one. They kind of caught me over here. So they just jump to the next and they, you know, they just kind of play the game that way. But, you know, we really believe our technology and what we're doing, our platform is going to be able to stop this, these issues, um, before they even really get a chance to start. And, uh, you know, to your point too, just from a moment ago's uh, piece of the conversation is when a carrier or a broker has that green check mark that says validated and they've gone through the setup process and they've become a validated company, what's nice for them. And again, this isn't going to be day one, but over a little bit of time, that's going to start to really hold some weight in this industry. And when more and more people are, are validated, the good guys are going to start winning and the bad guys are going to start getting vetted out. And it's going to start showing some real, uh, some real uh, weight, some real meaning uh, in the industry. Uh, a broker who is about to book a load with a carrier, if that carrier has that green check mark, it's really simple to onboard that carrier because their, their onboarding process, first of all, it's going to be more simple. It's going to save them time because all of the backend work has already been done by freight validated or by freight validate. Sorry. And then likewise with a carrier, if a carrier say they go on a load board, say they, you know, find a load from a broker and that broker has a green check mark, that carrier knows they're going to get paid on time. They know that they're going to be doing business with a good person. They know who they're going to be doing business with at that brokerage, not just some random, you know, random account manager who they never know. They know who they're actually doing business with. And even take it a step further, uh, what does a shipper and, or I'm sorry, what does a broker and a, and a carrier really want? They want good shippers. They want good customers on that end as well. So a shipper is going to have a lot of, uh, uh, down the line, is going to have a lot of 
uh, weight when it comes to seeing those green check marks as well. Because if a shipper views a broker or a carrier and sees that green check mark, they know they're doing business with a good company as well. So we, like I said at the beginning, we really are trying to take each piece, the broker, the shipper, and the carrier, and do something really, really positive for the industry that's going to unite and not to continue to divide. Yeah, that's, the, I mean, I, I mentioned it before about building relationships. That's been the issue now that, that has, is I think the, you know, you're starting to see through the weeds is there's, is the lack of communication is that, you know, Absolutely. the lack of communication between carrier, between carriers and their drivers, lack of communication between drivers to carriers, to the shippers, to this, there, there are multiple middlemen and, and none of them are all, and they're all kind of talking in circles to each other and nobody's talking to each other. And this, and this kind of takes care of that. Would, and this is me thinking out loud. Personally, I think if this, something like this is able to take off and really, and really mainstream, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at some, it could be temporary for, for, for a correction, but I think what it would do is almost, it would almost kind of lift the spot market rates out because if the fraudsters, if, you know, if the, if the bad guys want to essentially make money, they can't, they're going to be, they're, they're still going to be committing fraud, but to the point at which they can't sell it for as cheap. And then the people with the people who, who do have the green check in order to defeat the scammers, because the scammers are going to be like, the scammers will be like, oh, this is for 10,000 and may, maybe they're ripping you off. But the green check people are going to be incentivized more of, okay, I need to get, we need people to trust this green check. I need to make this green check worth what I'm paying for this. I think it could have a temporary lifting on, on rates because it would, because the scammers would have to do something to, because yep. obviously they want to keep committing fraud because that's how they're making a living. And yep. I think that they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to make a move and other guys are going to have to make them. And then the, the good guys are going to have to make a move. hundred percent. We we've really viewed this, what we think from every angle. And that is, that is absolutely true. We believe this is going to help every piece of the industry. And uh, you know, we've seen fraud for the last several years really, hurt every piece of the industry and that's why we're so excited to, to launch here shortly uh, because we really do whether it be by increasing spot market rates whether it be increasing the integrity of a company the integrity of a load board the integrity of a factoring company a tms company we really do believe this is going to help every every piece of the industry um, and i'll even say this too you know talking about helping every piece of the industry Freight Validate's actually going to be using our platform uh, as well as an educational tool. And what I mean by that is, you know, there, there are a few what some would be uh, what some would consider to be kind of like minor uh, issues or, or minor compliance issues, rather, uh, that we're going to help brokers and carriers uh, fix as well. I'll give you an example. Um, I was just talking to a broker the other day. He, he's been in business four or five years now, so he's not brand new, but he's fairly new to the industry. Um, he had no idea that legally you cannot do business out of a P.O. box. Legally, and, and you know, call it uh, ignorance, call it maybe just overlooking it, maybe just, you know, call it whatever you want to call it. But legally, the law writes you have to have a primary place of business. Can't be a P.O. box. So... Freight Validate, and that's just one example, there's dozens, but uh, Freight Validate is going to use uh, uh, this as a tool as well to help carriers and brokers get compliant, get fully legal. Because in that scenario, he checked out all of the other 52 plus 
boxes that needed to be checked to be validated. That was literally the one thing that would cause him not to be validated. So we're going to use it as a tool to say, Mr. Carrier or Mr. Broker, listen, here's what the law says. Here's what the rules are. Now, let me show you how you can just go in and make a couple tweaks, fix the paperwork and actually become fully compliant and fully legal. And then once that happens, once he does that and we get confirmation, he gets that green check mark. He's good to go. So that's just one example. There's a lot of examples we can give, um, but we're going to use it as an education tool to help people get compliant. No, that's awesome. You've mentioned factoring companies too, because they play a role in this. And the yeah, the yep. gentleman I was discussing earlier, the our favorite, you know, Armenian double broker G face of his, you know, right out of right out of the most honest city in America, Glendale, California. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like he he in his video when he was taught when he was, you know, uh, you know, showing off his Maybach, explained he even named his factoring company. And a lot of people uh, a lot of even a lot of people on TikTok are saying, oh, my God, he named the factoring company. Yeah. Like, what can he do? And then come to find out there were brokers I was seeing in comment section on LinkedIn saying, oh, this factoring company is well known to willingly do business with these people. So I'm curious what the freight validate looks like on the fa on the factoring side, because the factoring companies in many ways, they're because fr factoring similar to being a broker, broker, anybody can be become a freight factoring company. You could set up a shell company out of Phoenix, Arizona, just like, just like he does or some shell city. And so is it, I'm, I'm assuming for the factoring side, they must have some same sort of fiscal, you know, validation that gets them, that gets them a green check. Well, yes. So to your point, so factoring companies, like we all know, like they, they have to have a process. They have to have an onboarding process. They, they have to have some sort of system that would uh, let them know if ABC company, whether it's a broker or a carrier, they have to have something in place, a, a process and a system in place to let them know, is that a good company or not? Is, are they a legal company or not? What's my risk tolerance and what's my risk appetite going to be in helping this company out? And, you know, some, some factoring companies do it a lot better than others. We all know this, you know, some are a little bit more, uh, strategic some are a little bit more lenient i mean you name it but uh freight validate is going to be a resource uh for factoring companies just the same because that factoring company first of all freight validate is going to make sure that's a good quality company to do business with uh but uh at that point uh that factoring company can use freight validate to validate who they're about to uh to fund as far as factoring right so they can they can go in and check on an mc number a broker or a carrier and say this has a green check mark or it does not. And so when they have, when they have that opportunity to do it as well, then they can know, Hey, that broker or that carrier checks all the boxes. They're a great company. They they're legal. They're doing business uh, the right way. They're, they're fully compliant. So in all reality for the, for the factoring companies or even some of the insurance companies that we're partnering with um, it's just another tool for them to say, this company is, is validated or not. And then they can go through their process. They can do business like they, they want to do. Of course, it's just another way for uh, it's another layer of protection and another layer of confidence of who you're doing business with. No, that's awesome. I got, I got, I got two, two more questions with you. Uh, or, well, I mean, like I said, we could take as much time, but uh, next up would be uh, essentially, Oh yeah. We were talking about, um, we were talking about shippers. I lost uh, trying to, oh yes, 
Say somebody signed up for validate. I'm talking uh, live. So li you just mentioned you were working with insurance companies. Uh, so like li liability uh, reasons right here. So in a, in a perfect world, everybody with the green check is a good guy. Now, you've mentioned that you can lose that green check status, obviously, and that could happen multiple different ways. But say, for example, you know, besides losing the green check, say some mass amounts of, you know, say there's like some mass amount of fraud and essentially somebody gets ripped off. They're coming to you and saying, hey, I trusted these guys because of the green check. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for me? Because I just got screwed out of X amount of money and I might have to go bankrupt. Like I'm talking hypotheticals here, but I sure. mean, all true possibilities because you mentioned insurance companies. So there's got to be you're you are taking on a risk no matter how you look at it, you know, to become the kind of, you know, I, I hate to use the term gatekeeper, but, you know, you, you are creating something of a that that is going to give people the trust and the comfort of who they're doing business with. So say that goes awry in any sort of way, you know, what's the liability piece look like, I guess, for on your, your guys end, what makes it worth it for you to where you, yeah. you're, you know, you're not going to get, get taken out or anything. Yeah. So again, kind of to, to circle back to what was mentioned a little bit ago here is all we're doing is presenting the facts. All freight validate is doing is saying this company, they check all the boxes that they need to, to be a completely legal, 100% compliant company. That's it. You as a broker, you as a carrier, you as a shipper even, um, can make the decision to use them or not. We can provide the data, the, the, the actual real-time daily you know, updated information, but you as a, as, a, as, a, as a broker, carrier, shipper, at the end of the day, you can choose to use him or not. And if you do choose to use him, that's not to say the gentleman might not get in a, in a, in a wreck and, and your, you know, your load is exploded all over the highway. That, I mean, and, and stuff like that happens in the industry. Like, that's not to say one way or the other. That doesn't mean that he's a bad carrier just because he had an issue or something happened or, or what have you. Um, and, and likewise with a broker, like, um, we're doing all of the due diligence that, quite honestly, the FMCSA has not done and kept up to speed with and, and really uh, done effectively. We're kind of taking that on as we're going to do the due diligence for a broker, carrier, or shipper just to present the full set of factual information and at that point yes they would have if they if they go through that process they would have that green check mark but at the end of the day um just because somebody does have that green check mark it doesn't mean that there's not ever going to be an issue or ever be a situation but the likelihood of there being situations is a whole lot less and even to take a step further the likelihood of them being of there being fraud or illegal action is next to is next to nothing because i mean i think you would agree i think most people would agree uh the good guys are typically the good guys the bad guys are typically going to stay the bad guys uh that's kind of that, that's kind of black and white there's really not a whole lot of gray area there and so we're banking on the good guys to to continue to do good business but you know what if they don't they lose the green check mark anyway no and and yeah, that's that's very well put. At the end of the day, the ball the ball is in your court, and true and true to what you just said, you you're doing more than the FMCSA. So for, when it comes to liability, like to to hold you completely liable and be like, oh my god, you gave this guy a green check. It's just look, you know, 
somebody somebody's trying to like you know bad players are always going to slip through the cracks things are going to happen you know you know trucking happens you know it's just but at the at the end of the day you're doing more than what you're you know than what's the the standard set before us so it's just yeah bad stuff's still going to happen but no that's that's well put last thing i want to go into you've mentioned the technology you're using because and why why it's better now i with when it comes to the driver's license thing i had to do that too for something recently i forget exactly what it was where i had to take a picture of my license and then take a picture of myself and i know that there's probably some libertarian purists on here who think it's you know data mining and maybe there's some you know and maybe there's some truth to that but uh, you know i'm not here for for that kind of conversation i like the rental i mean i like the rental car method because it's it's crazy how you had to do it for a rental car, but truth truthfully speaking, you are without a face to face connection with a business taking a twenty thousand dollar piece of machinery and going you know going God knows where with it. That company's trusting that you're not going to get hammered and go drag racing with it. Right. And so and and the freight world, you know, because that that's one thing I presented. I was like, is that a possible challenge? People are going to be like, oh, I got to send in this picture myself, but. You're, you are hauling freight probably in the that's worth, you know, over six figures. Yep. So it makes sense. But I am curious to hear more about this tech that you're using, because it this sounds like something that could succeed via blockchain technology. And I didn't know if that was something you're using or kind of or if you just wanted to go into more detail on it, because it seems like this is something where blockchain can kind of come in and, you know, and help you, know, you with this. Yeah, we're not we're not at the moment. I'll, I'll say that we've got it. We've got several pieces of pretty sophisticated uh, technology that again, here in a couple of weeks, when we actually go live, will be announced and released. Um, but the technology we're using, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It's pretty high powered. It's, it's, uh, it's extremely detailed and quality technology. And, you know, just to your point, as far as like the, the facial recognition piece, man, I, I can probably give you a, a dozen examples. You know, I, I gave you the rental car example. It's pretty common practice these days, but I mean, just think about like if you go into a bank and you're wanting to, you know, maybe you're wanting to get a loan for a business or personal or whatever, you know, maybe you're trying to get a $500,000 loan for something. Is that bank just going to say, okay, sounds good. Shake your hand. Here's your $500,000. Of course they're not. They're going to, they're a business. They've got to do their due diligence. They've got to make sure that that's a good business move. So what are they going to do? They're going to ask for your license they're going to make sure it's actually you. They're going to make you fill out a registration or, or document process. They're going to make you go through and jump through a few hoops because they want to make sure that that's a solid business move for them and that they're doing business. They're, they're giving money essentially to, uh, to a good quality person that they can trust and, and have confidence in. We're doing the exact same thing just at a little higher level. If a carrier is saying, Mr. Broker, I want to haul your freight, that is no different than the than the carrier saying, Mr. Broker, I want you to pay me tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on these loads that I'm moving for you. Well, shouldn't that carrier have all the confidence in the world that that broker is actually going to pay them and actually going to do good quality business with them? Same thing, same thing as a bank and, and vice versa, a broker. Shouldn't a broker say, Mr. Carrier, I'm giving you the trust I'm giving you the the business of what could be hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of not only freight on your truck, but also uh, my reputation with my customer. I need to know and I need to have the trust and confidence that you're a validated, 
quality carrier, quality person that I'm going to be doing business with. So it, it, it's really no different than a lot of these things. And, you know, I think over the last three, four, five years, the whole facial recognition piece, it's become uh, a much more common. It's been much more widely accepted. And again, whether we like it or not, it's, it's one of the main tools to be able to, to identify if you're doing business with who you're actually trying to do business with. Because I can tell you that I'm somebody, and if I'm not actually that person, you would never know on the other, on the other end of that phone. And so this is just a way, one of the ways, one of the handful of ways that Freight Validate is going to really uh, help this market out and, and really help this industry as a whole. No, that's well said, man. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. To be perfectly honest to call. I would actually call your, you know, what Freight Validate is the, the next logical step in the industry. Uh, I'd say what, you, what you've made is the, it's, I'm trying to think of the term. It's it's the it's in the natural line of progression of something going on. It's it's market exists, market creates problems, then the market creates solutions solutions to those problems. And you're like because essentially that's what's happened. The market has existed, problems then manifested during it. You worked in the middle of these problems, saw it, and now you're bringing to market something that's something that could very much well bridge this gap and fix it. And hopefully it can just, you know, from here, it can keep the, keep the lid on the coffin and it kind of keeps this problem from rising again. You know, that yep. there's not ways to, because basically you're saying, you're, you know, the technology you're using, there's no way to circumnavigate this because it can't, you can't just, you can't just set up multiple profiles to get validated because when right. you start seeing five profiles with the same driver's license, it's not, it's not going to fly. Well, there's a lot more that we can talk about at a later time. And, and when we release here in a couple of weeks and, and go live, uh, it'll very much be talked about on several different outlets. But the, the facial recognition piece is actually just one of our uh, pieces, if you will, uh, that's going to help this process. We, have, we probably have over a dozen different, um, different items and different tools that we use to, to help protect and put up barriers and put up some safeguards so that the bad guys don't get through it and, and, you know, and validate it on the other end. Uh, it, it truly will be a game changer. And the last thing I'll say, and I know we're going to wrap up the call here. <clears throat> last thing I'll say is this, um, it is when we launch here in a couple of weeks, um, not only have we already got a lot of really strong interest, a lot of really good feedback from our beta testers and, you know, some of these companies that, you know, have been, you know, kind of working with us and we've been talking with over these last several months, but, we're really excited to partner up with, uh, with the good guys, the, the guys that we, what, that, that we know are good, you know, good in the business, have good reputations in the business. The guys that want to fight fraud, just like we do, we're excited to partner up with them. And, and, and obviously they'll get validated if they're a, a carrier or a broker and, or, you know, um, but we're excited to do business with the good guys. And over time, the good guys are going to come out on top. We just believe that we think the cream always rises to the top. And uh, we think that Freight Validate um, is doing some stuff different in this piece of the industry that I think is going to be very noticeable from day one. And uh, I think I think it's just going to have a, a, an incredibly positive impact on the industry right out of the gates. So no, me me too. Before before I let you go, I just got uh, two 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 last quick things. Well, actually, more like one. But what um, what's it going to look like cost wise for a carrier? You think like if they if they're going to want to do this. Yeah, so I'll answer that. 
Yeah, if it's if it's if it's still being yeah. beta tested and you're tossing around with it, but you don't have to. No, do we, we have our pricing down. It's already locked in. It's good to go. But that'll be released in two weeks. So here in a couple of weeks, that'll be announced and released. Here's what I will tell you though: there will be no reason why any carrier of any size, a one man show, small fleet, medium sized fleet, you have it. Um, there will be no reason why they will not want to get validated if they're doing business the right way, if they want to be fully compliant, fully legal, the price will not be an issue. We're at, we're at, we're at a very, very reasonable price point for any size company, broker or carrier. Okay. Awesome. No, that's good to know. I kind of haven't, I have a, I have a figure in my head that what I think it is. (laughs) If, and I, and I can't wait to see if I'm going to be spot on what it costs, but until then you said you're launching in two weeks. So before, you know, before we sign off, where can the people find you? Where can they keep up to date with this? You know, where uh, if, if you have social media, Freight Validate has social media, where can people be in the know about all things that, you know, Nathaniel's doing? Yeah, absolutely. So very heavy on LinkedIn. You can check me out on LinkedIn anytime. Just uh, find Nathaniel Ebel. You can check out Freight Validate on LinkedIn as well. We're, we're very heavy on, on all different areas there. Uh, also, you might want to connect with and check out Dale Prax. P-R-A-X. Uh, like I said, business partner, great guy. Uh, been around for a long, long time. We're excited what we're doing together. Um, we will be launching our social media platforms via Twitter and Instagram here uh, at the very beginning of this upcoming week. So you'll be able to find us there as well. But uh, but yeah, either way, you can, uh, you can always uh, find us on LinkedIn and uh, a couple other social media outlets here shortly. Awesome. When you do get on Twitter, by the way, make sure you jump in to... I know Kevin Rutherford hosts uh, Twitter Spaces, but also every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, um, myself and the the, the Please Advisory, uh, we you know we have a Twitter Spaces. You know the the Lost Freight, uh, we call it Freight Therapy, FR8 Therapy. I can't stress enough, like especially if you're looking to reach people and talk freight, you uh, jump in those Twitter Spaces and start introducing yourself because there's guys, and definitely jump into Kevin Rutherford Spaces because he. He would love to hear about what you've got going on. And there's a lot of owner operators that jump in there. Twitter's that we're making freight Twitter the place to be. So I can't can't wait. Can't wait to have you there. Yeah, we'll connect and uh, we'll definitely do so. It'll be fun. Awesome. Well, dude, I want to thank you again for coming on this. This is a little bit of a long time coming. We'll we'll have to get you after you launch. I'd like to get you back on too. We can kind of talk up a little bit of CDL drivers unlimited too, and talk about, you know, you getting involved with us over there and what, and what we're doing, because I think that freight validate is going to be a tool that, you know, CDLDU members are going to be able to enjoy as well. Yeah, man. Great organization. Looking forward to talking more about that. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll jump back on the show here in a few weeks. Absolutely, man. Thanks again for coming on and we'll talk soon. Sounds good, man. Have a good day. You too. All right, guys, that'll do it for episode 97. Thanks once again for tuning in. You know where to find me everywhere at Lombard Trucking. And uh, with that, guys, we're back to the bench.